I think we just need to be open about it. This is a human problem. This is not a guy problem. There, right. there are women stuck up in this thing just like there are guys. If we're going to make something more of ourselves and, and reach our potential and do something awesome with our life, we've got to learn how, when it's tough, just keep going. Active and I have so much energy and I just feel so consistently joyful and at peace and it's, it's really quite awesome. I love that. That's how we were meant to live. I, I believe we all have greatness in us. Like anything that that robs you of your agency, like I want to say no, but I can't. Right. It, it like takes that that best piece of us away until we're living kind of in this, just this murky cloud type of thing. You can do this, do everything in your power, and never stop trying, and it's worth it. Welcome to the TLT Movement Podcast, a podcast for tomorrow's little haters today. In this episode, we have a very special guest over Zoom, Mr. Tyler Patterson. He is the founder and creator of an app that I use called Ever Accountable. Mission of it is, is to basically help people that want to get off viewing pornography to be able to accomplish that with some tools of accountability partners. So Tyler, thank you for paying here. Thank you, my pleasure. So we spoke over Zoom uh, last week where you were pretty much asking me how I like the app and what we could improve upon it. And our conversation flowed so well, I thought that I'd invite you on the show and ask you some further questions and maybe inspire some young men and possibly women in our audience to take the next step to maybe obliterate this habit for good so i built the app for myself um my motivation so i've learned since a young age that pornography is is harmful it uh yeah, there's i'm sure we could talk all, all about the harms of pornography but um sure. and i needed to stay away from it and you know my dad took me aside when i was a kid and said you know you're going to be curious about this stuff and it's there's going to be an urge to look at it and don't. At the time I was married and my wife had been at a church thing and, and the pastor or the, the leader talked about, um, you have to protect your family and especially your husband. Like in this world, porn's everywhere. It's, it, it's on a device everywhere now. So, yeah. so I went out and after she came home, we talked about it. I went out and found an internet filter, uh, the best one I could find at the time. And I put it on, I had that at the time, a, a laptop that I used for school and I took it to work with me, um, put the internet filter on there and it was, it just was a bad fit for me. It tried to block pornography, but it blocked the wrong things. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a programmer. Like I knew I could get around it if I wanted to anyway. So it's like the thing was made for kids, which is great, but, but I was not a kid and it, it was a bad fit. So I thought I don't need something that's going to just like try and block pornography and not even do a good job. What I need is something that just holds me accountable to my wife. Just tell her a list of websites I went to in the last week. That's all I need. And, right. and then I'll hold myself accountable. Stay out of my way. Let me get my work done. So I built the, the first version of the app, um, ended up building it for Android devices, and put it, put it in the app store. By, by this time, phones were smartphones were a big thing. And uh, now we're helping tens of thousands of people with this same thing that I built for me, but there's others who seem to be getting value out of it too. Yeah, that's awesome. So you say others, uh, tens of thousands of people are on this app. What is the women to men ratio 
as far as people trying to quit pornography because I I know it's a heavily saturated men issue, right? Well, you know, that's funny. The statistics say that one in three women view pornography regularly and like four out of five men at least regularly wow, view, okay. view pornography. But but my customers, so I don't I don't ask people their gender when they sign up. Um, I get a feel for it just, you know, from customers calling in and talking to them. And it's, there's, there should be more women using this app. And I think the reason why women don't is because there's this stigma that porn is a, a guy thing. And there's so many women who are watching pornography and feel terrible about themselves for it. They think there's something wrong with them. It's, it's not. Like, there are so many women who... I think we just need to be open about it. This is a human problem. This is not a guy problem. There, right. there are women stuck up in this thing just like there are guys. And, and if, if there's any women listening who, who are viewing pornography, there's nothing wrong with you. You're normal. And it, it, that doesn't mean porn is okay. It, it's hurting you. I believe it hurts every person it touches. Um, talk about it. Get help. I know in the recent years, I don't talk to too many females about this, but when they open up to me, I mean, I, I was shocked to hear that, that so many women watch. And you say one in three. From, from what I've gathered, hurts women almost at a deeper level, even than it hurts men. Pornography, really? it's like it's more personal or something. And, and, and you know, I'm not a woman. I don't, I don't know. This is just from talks I've had with women who, who view porn. There's some who are very open about it, and that's great. We need, we need that trend to continue. Sure. Do you have any other statistics that you know about pornography usage that you think would shock our audience? I did a survey of just random Americans, not churchgoers, not like my customers, just random Americans. And I asked, have you ever viewed, do you view porn and have you tried to quit? And most viewed porn and, and of them, about half admitted that at some point they tried to quit or cut back. And I think that's telling that People recognize, even if the church isn't telling them, that that there's something harmful here. And this is making my life worse, not better. Do you have any examples of specific challenges that young people face with uh, habitual porn use, especially considering the developing brain, given that a lot of TLT are in the age range of like 15 to 25? The biggest problem with porn is it's like it puts a a ceiling on what you can accomplish. Like, especially in your relationships. Like, not every relationship that involves porn is going to get, end in divorce, although many, many, many do. But, sure. but uh, like, you're never gonna get the, the ultimate closeness and it's gonna stop you from, from really connecting. I believe it does the same sort of thing to people who are wanting to make something more of themselves. What Elon Musk said that, that being a CEO is like, eating glass and staring into the abyss sometimes. <laughs> That's an interesting quote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I see a little bit what he's talking about. There are moments when, oh my gosh, this is hard. And I don't know what I'm doing. And I have to figure out skills that I've never, you know, had to figure out before. And in those moments when it's hard, like it would be so tempting to just turn to porn. Sure. Porn or, or even video games, just something that gives you this dopamine rush and lets you just check out and forget about the problem. The trouble is that's not solving the problem. Like we need to get in, if we're gonna make something more of ourselves and, and reach our potential and do something awesome with our life, we've gotta learn how when it's tough, just keep going.
I found it to be an extreme detriment to my motivation and mental health and all of this. We've had some people on the show and talked about this before. One of my favorite things that we've talked about on this show referring to porn is how it's pretty much like sex trafficking on camera. And everybody in the U.S. and the world is kind of participating in it. And we all can agree, I would hope, that sex trafficking is wrong. It's so interesting to me because in colleges, they're like, if the girl is drunk or if she doesn't consent or this or that, then it is all this stuff. And yet, at the same time, pornography is so uh, accepted. And I find that dichotomy to be so confusing because it seems very similar to me. Like these young girls that get into this or are forced into this or enticed into this, they're just that. They're young and they don't have too big of a say. And then their life is permanently ruined from it. It's a terrible abuse. It's terrible. I mean, and so, I mean, I'm just getting hot just talking about it and just like thinking about it as far as like just uncomfortable. And, um, you know, this can be such a stigmatized topic. Because it is uncomfortable to talk about. Um, how does your app ever accountable contribute to breaking down this stigma and fostering the open communication about the challenges that people face? Yeah, so the way Ever Accountable works is you put this app on your on your phone or your laptop, and then it records where you're going online. It'll take screenshots now. Like we've we've added a bunch since the first version. It sends these reports to another person of your choice. You can put your friend or your wife or or your, whoever you want in there. And then once a week, this person will get a report of, of what you did over the last week. And it can send instant alerts as well. But anyway, that that being open to that one person or that, you know, small number of people is really helpful because there's now there's not this secrecy. Um I asked a guy just the other day, like, when did you really, what, tell me about the moment you knew that Ever Accountable was really going to work for you. And he said, it was the moment when my accountability partner called me up and said, what are you doing, dude? And like, he, he had been to some websites that were, I don't think they were straight up porn, but they were, you know, dodgy. And, yeah. and his, his friend calls him and says, what are you doing? Why are you here? And, and he said, oh my goodness. Uh, so, so that gets the transparency going and it starts a conversation about this. Um, it's like, there's no need to hide anymore. I had a customer who, who thought he'd found a loophole in Ever Accountable. And he, so he went and he looked at a bunch of porn thinking that the system wasn't working. And then he says, to my deepest shame, my accountability partner, it had been working the whole time. And right. my accountability <laughs> partner contacted me and he was like mortified in that moment that his secret was out. But he talked about later, once he got over that mortification, he felt free and he felt better because he didn't have to hide this anymore. He could talk to somebody. Yeah, I got to say, I've been trying to quit since I was a teenager. I was always kind of encouraged almost as a child by the culture and by close people in my life that it was okay and that it was fine and that it was, quote, the safest sex that I could have. I'm not hurting anybody. I'm not getting anybody pregnant, not contracting STDs. It's by myself and for myself. And so it was, it was, but it, it, the, the shame and the blame and the guilt, it, it, it's always there. And I think that's for everybody, unless you're just totally seared and callous to it. I don't know. When my ex-wife left, 
me, I, I, re, I realized that I have to really make some changes in my life and, um, and fix this because this what I felt was a big contributor to my lack of success in life as willpower, spirituality, whatever, that lacking, I felt like this habit was the main contributor. And when I made that decision, I, I was looking for apps. I found your app and I instantly connected it to my pastor as my accountability. You know, I've, I've made promises with God, like I'm not going to do it anymore. And then that night comes where you feel tempted and you fall. I'm saying you, but I mean myself. When it's with God, he forgives me, you know? But when it's my pastor and I have to go to church the next day and he's looking me in the eyes when I'm in the front row after I know he just saw like what I what links I was looking at. That's brutal. That's like a whole nother level. So it's been working for me very well. I have zero desire to to look at it again. I've got a I've got the longest streak that I've ever had in my life going right now as far as not doing it. I feel so good. I've always uh, heard about this no fap thing where like if you don't masturbate and you hone in your chi that's what I call it <laughs> that you get like a superpower and I never really believed it until I experienced it once you break that wall where it's it's like frustrating and hard it, and it gets easier oh my gosh I feel so good I have been waking up 4 a.m to get the day going I get so much done a day it's unbelievable I'm so active and I have so much energy and I just feel so consistently joyful and at peace. And it's, it's really quite awesome. And so I couldn't recommend uh, quitting more. And I think, I mean, I'm just so happy to have you on the show because your app has been a, a serious contributor to this breakthrough. So that's my own personal experience. But being that this is your work and that th- this is kind of your world, can you kind of explain how preventing porn usage could benefit society as a whole. Pornography is a contributor in half of the divorces. Yeah. I talked to a customer a month ago. This was right before Christmas. He was spending Christmas alone and he was, his now ex-wife had the kids. Um, his life was a mess. And of course, pornography is where it started. And then the pornography led to other things that, and now he's divorced. And I just think about his life, how much pain is he going through? But now add to that his, his now ex-wife and what she's going through. And he had two kids. And what are they going through? Now, now they're, they're coming from a broken home. And what's the downstream effect of that going to have on their futures? And this is, this is from one guy who couldn't quit porn. The porn is bad enough if you just keep it at the porn. Um, and then it, in so many cases, it leads, it leads to much worse things. Do you mind maybe explaining, I might have to cut this, but what it could lead to? <sighs> yeah, maybe, I, I don't know. I don't like even saying these words. It led to massage parlors and then it led to adultery. And, and f- some people, that they'll just justify, you know, and, and I can totally see it. I'm a, I'm a big justifier. I'm trying to stop that. Like, oh, I can handle it. Like. It's not going to, that's not going to happen to me, all this stuff. And, and maybe for some people that's true, maybe not. But even, even then, like you just talked about this, this new energy and this new life you have in you. I love that. Like that's how we, that's what we were meant to do. 
That's how we were meant to live. Like we, I believe we all have greatness in us. And it's so awesome. Uh, Michael Jordan said that winning is more fun than fun is fun. <laughs> I like that. Like going out and doing something that's hard and succeeding. Like I, I graduated with a 4.0 GPA and nobody in the world cares and it doesn't affect my job or my life at all. But it, it proved something to myself. Like I never thought that I could succeed in college. I went for it and I did and I graduated with that 4.0 and that means a lot to me. It just means something like I can, I can do something great. And that felt so good and still feels good. Um, being a parent, to be succeeding at something, having, having an awesome marriage, these things, these things are more fun than fun is fun. This is what we were meant to do and go out and help someone else do something that makes the world a better place. And if you're stuck in porn, it puts such a damper on that. Porn and masturbation, like anything that that robs you of your agency, like I want to say no, but I can't. Right. It, it like takes that, that best piece of us away until we're living kind of in this, just this murky cloud type of thing. The fact that this is affecting the children of that divorce, that you don't know, like that exponential growth of negativity. I never thought about it like that and how it's not just a interpersonal one, but it affects everybody around you pretty much. And uh, it can be the same way in reverse. When we do great things and we inspire others and we, we do the hard things, we have a saying at TLT called hard is the new fun. And so I feel like it aligns with, with what you just said perfectly. I mean, what I found also is that when you do what you say you want to do or what you're going to do, the confidence from that rises exponentially. Whether that means when the alarm goes off, I'm going to get up. I'm not going to press the news. Then you actually do it. You set a precedent for the day. And when it comes to something like this, where it is a lifestyle choice, when you say that you are going to stop and then you actually take the proper steps to stop and then you stop, the confidence that I've gained from that is unbelievable. And I, I really do think that when we feel good and when we have joy, when we have confidence and we kind of, for lack of a better word, put that energy out there, we invite others into that space and everybody around us is brought up from it. Totally. You know what you're making me think of is that there are a bunch of lies that we tell ourselves or that others tell us surrounding porn. And, and one of those lies is it doesn't matter. Another is it's not affecting me. You know, it is. Um, another lie, I hear this one a lot. It's funny with young men. I'll quit when I'm married. They think somehow mm -hmm. magically when you like get married, start having that relationship with your wife, like you're not going to want to watch porn. It, it doesn't happen. It like never happens that way. Yeah. I don't think people realize how addicted they are. I mean, I've, I interviewed someone on the show. Her, her name is Miss Stewart and she travels around the world discussing this topic as well as uh, sex trafficking. And she was saying how studies have proven that pornography, that addiction is as strong as like a heroin addiction. It's as strong as a cocaine addiction. So to, ha to, to not have the foresight to go, oh, when I'm married, I'll just stop. It's, 
it, it doesn't work like that. You have to take the precautions now. You like, do, yes. And another one of those lies is I can, I got this. I can quit by myself. Maybe there's some people who can, but but for for most, like you need extra help. And if you're gonna take it seriously, you need to go get that help. Appreciate you so much for creating a tool that is able to actually help with this. I mean, it's it's so huge. I I tried to quit on my own so long years and it would never stick. It would never work. In what ways can educational programs you think, especially for young men, play a role in preventing the development of habitual porn use? Because we've talked about the accountability aspect, but have you seen any other methodologies as far as educating people on this issue that have been as effective or no? If there's sharks out in the ocean, you warn the kids, don't go in the water. There's sharks out in, there's pornography all over the internet and and we're handing kids these smartphones at a young age and we're not warning them. We're not, we're not telling them, hey, this is, this is really dangerous and here's why. And, and kids nowadays, they don't, young everybody, we don't want someone just to tell us, oh, don't go in the water. We wanna hear, we wanna make our own decision. And, and that's, that's great. Like, explain, here's the dangers of what's out there swimming in that water right now and how badly it can hurt you. Um, so how much better your life is if you can stay away from that mess. And oh, by the way, if you have, if you have fallen into pornography, there is a lot of hope and here's how to get it. You, you need another person who you can talk to. You need to get accountable to somebody. I'm not saying my app is the end all and be all. It's, it's great and it, it's real helpful for, for you and for, for me and for a lot of others. But you need to be open with somebody. Find someone you can trust and, and you know what, they're, they're probably not going to be surprised at all. I think what you just said is so powerful. I think a lot of the reason why parents don't talk to the kids about all this stuff is because it's uncomfortable. But it also could root from the fact that they're struggling with it themselves. So who are they to tell their kid to not do it or even start the conversation because they don't want to have to admit that they're doing it themselves. And, you know, the word of God says that the eyes are like the portal to the soul. I just envision when my kids look up at me, I need them to look at a pure, confident man that loves them, that can connect with them, that can be open and honest with them, that's not holding this, that's harboring this lustful deceit in his heart. And um, I think that that being clean of it is the only way I'll ever be able to connect with my kids that way and be actually open and honest with them about the dangers of this and what it could lead to. So Tyler, I thank you so much for, for being on the show. And uh, do you have any last words to share with our audience? Well, one of them, my dad told me once, he said that I don't want to tell you the bad things, the stupid things I did when I was a kid, because then you'll justify yourself in doing the same things. And he never mm -hmm. did. He, he, well, I find out some when I get older, but, but uh, <laughs> I, I appreciated that. And I don't, I don't think that we are hypocrites if we, you know, struggle with something and, and are, if we're telling others to avoid this thing and we are doing everything we can to avoid the same thing, that's not a hypocrite. That's, that's, you know what, I'm human too. And I'm, point. I'm working on this too. And I know that this, there's, this can hurt you. Um, but, but the other thing I would just say, if there's anyone who's listening to my voice, if you are stuck in pornography, you can get out. You can do this, do everything in your power and never stop trying. And it's worth it. It's, as, as you've said, Danny, the, the light, the awesome power that comes into your life, it's so worth it. 
you might stumble a hundred or a thousand times. This is this can be really hard for certain personalities to, to break free from, but you will. If you keep trying, do everything in your power, pick yourself up every time you fall, you'll win. You'll, you'll, you'll have a life free from pornography and it's totally worth it. Awesome. Tyler, thank you so much. We are going to link the app down below and uh, also the site and uh, any other info that Tyler sends me. So if you're interested in quitting pornography for good and ascending to that next level, check out that link in the description. It's worked for me. I think it could work for you too. Thank you so much for tuning in to the TLT Movement Podcast. If you liked what you heard, maybe it will bring somebody else in your life value too. So please share with a friend, subscribe to our YouTube, and comment and let us know what you think. Our podcast is available on Spotify and Apple, and we would very much appreciate a five-star review. Visit our site, tltmovement.com.